Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matamanta Magno. And I am Michael Trix Rivat. Ooh, Trix. Trix. Tricky. Like, like Trix the cereal, because it has a, a rabbit as the the character. And oh, it's mm-hmm. and it's Easter. It is. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter to you. <laughs> yeah. Happy 30th anniversary of the Game Boy. Yes. Some may say more important even than Easter is the 30th anniversary of the Game Boy. <laughs> and I got notified now than ever because there started to become a bunch of articles on the Game Boy again, like Marquez Brown, whatever his last name is, who does all the cool YouTube beautiful shots of uh, different devices. He teamed up with YouTube to do retro tech and his first episode was on the Game Boy, which was kind of cool. And he he blindfolded a bunch of people and handed them a Game Boy and see if they could guess what it was. And everybody guessed it. Like it took him a little bit in the modern age. But, you know, you get that. feel. You know, people know it's so iconic, the look, the feel of it. And, you know, the Game Boy wasn't my first home console. My first home console was the Game Gear. I was a trader back Hmm. in the day. It was my first non-Nintendo system ever. And it was a big mistake, uh, obviously. But then I got the Game Boy Color. That was my first foray into it. Not the Game Boy that was in color, like the the shades of color of of it, but I got the first Game Boy Color. It was a yellow one. Mm. And I got Pokemon. Of course, then I didn't get a Game Boy Color game. I got Pokemon Blue. And that was my first Game Boy game. I was like, I'm not going to get that. But it gave it shades of color, which was cool. Yeah. And then I got like Crystallis, which was a, a great game. And then I was out of it for a while. And then I, I got a Game Boy Advance for Advance Wars. That was my that was my jam. And it set off a whole, um, you know, mobile portable gaming. And, you know, that's where we're at with the Switch, right? It's kind of all full circle. It's all coming together. And it's funny because I, that was that was my first was a Game Boy Color with Pokemon. I did Pokemon as well. And it just was like the shade of it wasn't a color Pokemon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I never did the first Game Boy. But I, I totally agree. It's. If you, it's kind of like when I would buy like smartphones, I really wanted an iPhone, but I wasn't going to buy the iPhone. So I bought like this other cool phone. It does so many other things. And it's like, it's not, it's not the same. It's just like Game Boy. Like you could buy all these other things. It's not, it's not Game Boy. So that's, that's pretty crazy that as soon as they held it, you know, they were just like, oh yeah, I know this. Uh, I know what this is. That's cool. This is good. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Well, I'm also glad to be back from holiday and we're yeah. recording. We're, we're Twitch streaming live on the on the podcast. And it was fun listening to you all by yourself. But it was it was good that you were able to do it, get the podcast out. We wish that we could have had a special guest. But there were so many articles that I just <laughs> oh, I wanted to chime in. Like I was I was listening and I started chiming in. <laughs> I was like, trying to think like it is difficult and we've talked about that that's never our ideal situation it's like if I'm away and you have to do it it's kind of like uh it, it we enjoy because our 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 feelings on things sometimes overlap and are sometimes totally different directions mm-hmm. and there was so many articles I felt like were for you and I was going to start putting in your opinion but knew, do it the way I knew you wouldn't have wanted it like oh Star Wars pinball I don't even want that. I don't even like pinball. Like put it in your perspective, even though I know it would drive you crazy because I was just like, these are for him. All of these stories are ideal for him. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. And at the same time, a lot of those news articles, I wanted to chime in because while the star Wars and pinball was so great, 
How come it's not until like September or October? What the heck? Why why do we have to wait so long for this? Like, I, come on, Zen. I, I don't understand what they're doing over there, but I am I'm happy it's finally happening because when I when I brought it up on my Xbox, I'm like, why? They got so many games, so many tables. Why don't we have this? So it I'm is, happy we're getting it. It is upsetting. Well, let's get into some news this week. I believe the most important news article is that the Reginator himself has an official Twitter account in his retirement. Yeah, it's awesome. I will say his, his the Twitter account is blowing up. I, I'm also kind of amazed he got at Reggie. <laughs> Like, yeah, how did he do that? How, how do you get that Twitter handle? Like, how does that even happen? How is nobody taking that? <laughs> Somebody, he must have had he to get it. it. He must have bought it. because He had to. Have. And then he must have had to work with Twitter because it said joined in April 2019. So they must have reset the account. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is bananas. So he must have bought it. But yeah, we officially followed. It's at Reggie. And yeah, he's now an active business provocateur <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> who knows I, I'm, I'm curious to see what he's doing like because he hasn't really said too much about where he's going what's going on next i'm excited to see what that what that entails but what i've enjoyed most most was seeing all the photos of like his office and all mm-hmm. the cool just nintendo stuff that he has around it's it's really cool to see that yeah it, i really it's, enjoyed it it's really nice and there's some like little everyone's like, like, oh, there's little secrets in there. Like, yeah. is this something from, you know, is this, you know, some Metroid exclusive thing? You know, all these little, you know, little hints here and there of maybe this or that, you know, it's, it's nothing probably. Yeah, it's nothing. It, <laughs> it's really fun to, to see this. And he already has 400,000 followers. So he's an influencer. He is a social media influencer, Reggie fils So Wow, that's crazy. I checked it, I think yesterday or a couple of days ago, it was at 300 something. So he's... He's rapidly growing, but yeah, I don't just enjoy the photos, people. It, it's not a hint. It's not a like the next big game coming out. Like it's just photos of his office. It's cool. It's cool, and and some custom artwork that he gets from people. Yeah. But yeah, he, it's fun to not only see, you know, on the fifteenth was his last day, but it's fun to see all these videos coming out of like the best moments or of, of Reggie mm. and and seeing how he transforms some of Nintendo, and it, it's really good. So. We'll see what Bowser does. Bowser's got to step his game up. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what that happens. I do like seeing him as more of a, a personality with these photos and stuff instead of, you know, you look, you, I mean, you always got some sense of his personality, but it's just kind of, I really enjoy the behind the scenes that we get to see now. Yeah. yeah. Now, another thing that did happen, this is potentially big, maybe, I don't know, is that Nintendo Switch 8.0 update came out. This has some stuff that I think is good, but not great. And I, I, I guess we'll start with the biggest thing that I have been wanting. I don't know if I wanted this. So now we have the ability to sort software. So the games or YouTube or Hulu or whatever is on there. But... You can sort it by a couple different variations. One thing that has to happen is you need to have at least a minimum, I guess, of the 13 because you don't get the all or more Mm. option to expand it. And I don't think you get a sort unless you get that all option. Um, And then if you can sort it, you have time last played. You can sort it by total playtime, software title, and software publisher. So that's it, which is fine. That's fine. It's not 
I, I don't know if any of those things would help me find something. Maybe time last played is the most valuable of all of them. For me personally, I would love folders so I can put mm. things away and kind of organize it and give me a pin option. I want to be able mm. to pin something to that home row because there's certain games I always go to where I may not have played it for a while, but I still want it right there up in front center or put a star on it or whatever they want to do. I, I don't know. At least we're we're getting we're baby steps. We're we're getting there a little bit. We also got a little update to the news section, which I think is good. I think there could be more to it, but you can now view all available news options um, within news. You just go to go to news, channel list, and view more, and it'll give you everything that's there. I guess that's cool. I don't know how many people use news. Um, you can, you've got 15 new icons from Splatoon 2 and Yoshi's Crafted World. Maybe that's interest, maybe not. I don't know. I'm curious. I heard somebody having a conversation about this before, but whether or not, what's the majority of people that use these icons versus their me? Because mm, I, I, I don't. I should probably use my me because there's no other me. way to see somebody. Like it's their gamer name, yeah. which you know you probably wouldn't know. And then it's like whatever icon they pick. So really you have no way, if you have a long list, like I have you favorited, I have a couple others like Luke favorited, some of our friends favorited. So I know that they're important, but I just might not know who they are. <laughs> like I know I'm close with them, but I just don't know wh what their name is. So I would, I guess there's probably a lot of people doing that, but if not, you have 15 more options. Now we have a transfer save data available. And this is important because before we could do that, but you had to have the online subscription so you could be doing it through the cloud save. Well, now it's just built in. So you go to system settings, data management, and then transfer your saved data. The saved data will not remain on your source system after the, tra tra or after the transfer happens. So that's important to remember. Maybe this is another sign of an update coming out. So they're building this in saying like, you know, you need you need a you need a way to get your your save data off of your switch if you have another switch. So yeah, the ideal scenario here is like maybe you have it saved yeah onto your system, so you move it to the SD card and then SD card put it in the other one, then then back and forth, right? So yeah. that's kind of what it's for. Uh, the next one I'm I test it out, and for me accessibility is very big. Sure, and this to me is probably the the biggest one because it's the zoom feature, which yeah. I think is super cool because. When you're in portable mode, sometimes the text is really small and you can mm. zoom in really, really intense on not only just the home screen, but on any part, any time of anything, you can double tap the home button and zoom right in, which is cool. Yeah, that's actually really great. That's going to get to one of the games I've been playing because I mm. didn't use the zoom feature only because I forgot we got it, but yeah. it's definitely something that comes into play. And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just zoom. Who cares about zooming in on your icon or something? But that's not the point. It's accessibility. It makes it so you can read something that maybe not everybody can read. It's There's other reasons that they have that there. They also built in some so that when you um, it may not wake up if you're coming out of like, like undocking it or docking it. Like you can turn that off if you want. You can also put it into VR mode so, or VR mode restrictions. So if you have children that aren't really of an age, they should be playing in VR. You can go in and turn that off. That's under system settings and then parental controls. There is also some general stability updates. And then we've got some more um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, South Korea is also available in the selection for regions. And I think that's everything that was in this. There may be some other little things here and there, but I believe that's the the gist of it. Yeah, nothing substantially major. Crazy. I think you hinted on the, the transfer for your save data is 
nice kind of mm. all right they unlocked it. it they had to do some work there the sorting is fine i tested it out i it's never fine. really i never really go in there i don't have that many games but i think you are correct with it which is pin always pin this to the and never that would be key that would be awesome just let me have some more control over almost like what they have on the uh the the NES um, app there where you can go in and move your games around and kind of mm. sort them that way. Give yeah. me something like that for this where I can build even just a priority list and say like Stardew Valley is always at the top for me. The, you know, Fortnite is always a, like there's some games I just always play. Yeah. Let me organize them and then demos and stuff. They can fall off or I can put them in a folder somewhere or whatever. But that to me is still one of the big things I want is from our like operating system on here. Other than that, everything else I'm fine with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on though, since we all got the system update, we talk often about the kind of monthly statistics of all of the Nintendo mobile games that are that have occurred, like when Dragalia Lost came out and Animal Crossing. And we don't often see real news outlets report on it. So when I saw this article came up, while it's not news, I thought I had to to talk about it, though, because CNBC wrote an entire article, not just on Nintendo, not just on their mobile strategy, but together. We see the financial reports. We see all these things like that. And they sort of were hinting at that the strategy is like a good start, but it's not really replacing anything. They say, you know, Nintendo's strategy of integrating characters core to its legacy in mobile is a hesitant step for a company that appreciates the value of the smartphone industry, but is cautious of letting go of one of its most valuable assets. They often also talked about that they aren't really going all in, that a lot of the games are are sort of stepping stones into the full game. So for instance, they say, you know, well, let Pokemon Let's Go is a huge success. They really possessioned it in a way that it was further Switch Pokemon Let's Go game. So it was more of a promotional item. Well, you could say yes or no that that, that that's it. But, you know, it's, it is it is a stepping stone. But Nintendo always sort of said they wanted to create games for everyone on mobile. And um, it is sort of a stepping stone. So if you didn't know anything about Fire Emblem, there's going to be a Fire Emblem mobile game. But at the same time, this article, you know, they say, well, the, the the Nintendo's ecosystem relies on its IP and its fan loyalty. If they were to sell away titles to mobile, they would effectively be selling away um, the control of its greatest assets. You know, I think that here, you know, that was coming from uh, the Superdata uh, founder and CEO, Joust Durandin or whatever. You know, <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, well, they have this IP and, and they don't want to throw it away. They want to do it graceful just in general, um, you know. I think back in here, when they look back in time of Super Mario Run being this free game to unlock, they say, you know, it got mixed reaction. Only a small portion of gamers opted for the pay to play. I don't know. It still made a lot of money. Mm. They said, you know, and by this, Nintendo stock isn't growing, which we'll talk about in a second because it just blew up a second ago. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's hard. You know, only 6% of Nintendo's revenue came from mobile uh, from the last uh, last year. Uh, whereas hardware is creeping up from 49% to 67% and software makes up the difference. Uh, you know, you're not really seeing them come in, but they are saying, well, maybe that's going to change. If you look at Dr. Mario, that sort of fits in the puzzle category of Candy Crush. Mario Kart fits into that sort of five to 10 minute uh, play style. Perhaps will be incentives here. But I don't know. I don't believe it. To me, Nintendo sees mobile as this nice bonus value add 
they aren't looking to nickel and dime people. They want to do it gracefully. I believe that there's mobile fatigue in gaming and that if these game developers, which I used to be, aren't careful, you are going to have fatigue from in-app purchase, all this stuff. This is why we saw Apple just announced their Apple Arcade, which has um, all downloadable games, offline play, no in-app purchases, one set fee. You see the Game Pass, you see Nintendo with the um, Nintendo, we love it or hate it, regardless of the, the NES online, it's part of your subscription. You're not nickeled and dime for a little it to be in-app purchases. And that's what Nintendo set out to do from the beginning. So for me, I think that it's just fine. I'm I'm fine not getting nickeled and dimed. And for me, when I was playing Fire Emblem, I never felt like I needed to give money. Dragalia lost a little bit here and there. When I was playing Pokemon Go, I didn't do exorbitant amount of money, but I did buy bigger backpacks. I did buy more Pokeballs. And I I thought that that game was worth that amount of money in general. I, if, if they were to have given me this game and say, hey, $20 for this game, good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways... It's an interesting long read, a lot of uh, good details in there. But for me, I'm happy with what they're doing. But of course, I want them to be successful. And unfortunately, they're publicly traded. So, you know, I don't want the shareholders to contradict the gameplay. But, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. When I was reading through the article, I had the sense of like, this is something where they're looking at pure numbers, not culture, not actual fans, not the people that are you know, have been supporting Nintendo forever, you're looking at an investment. Can I make money if I put this in? A lot of times that's a black and white thing. That's not a matter of how people feel about something. That's not a matter about, you know, if I can make more money, I'll invest in this. And that's what a lot of these in-game, in-app purchases go towards where, oh, I can make bank. I mean, we just reported, what was it last month? Nintendo telling developers, stop. But we're we're not doing in-app purchases, or at least limiting the in-app purchases. You know, yeah. I think Mario Run. Here, here's my I I like the way they did it. I was one that didn't buy, buy into it because it was a shock. The price point when it was either free or whatever the cost was, $10. and it's ten dollars, and it was kind of like, oh, that's a lot for a nap game. It just kind of throws you off. I don't have a problem supporting it, but I was okay with just not playing it. I also don't mind a game like Dragalia Lost where I've gotten 30, 40 hours of playtime into it. You know what? I'll buy something for $4 or $3 and support the developers in that way. I know there's people that go totally other direction and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on these games. And I don't I don't agree with that either. But if that's the value you put on the game, okay, that's good for you. I just don't think that this is a trend that people are going to be able to support long-term. I don't think it's a trend that gamers want. This is a game that, or a trend that developers want and companies want, investors want, but I don't think the market can sustain this growing library of games that's nickel and diming the players. I think people are much more willing to look at a game like Stardew Valley where people have bought it five times because they appreciate the developer making it and they say, you know what, not only do I love what you're doing, you're, you're, you're giving to your fans, but I'm going to support you and buy it on steam. I'm going to buy it on switch. I'm going to buy it on Xbox. I'm going to buy it wherever I can on mobile because I believe in you and I, and I respect what you're giving me. And I think Nintendo has that sort of same give and take with their fans. I think they could very easily break that though with, too many in-game mobile games that are just charging people. So we'll see. I I don't know. I don't. 
I don't love that it's like, oh, Nintendo's doing terrible because we don't have enough mobile games. I just hate that kind of stuff when it comes to investments, you know? Yeah, I agree. Now, yeah. So one thing that I, this is totally different than what you were just giving us, but I had no idea this was coming. I thought it was kind of funny. I wanted to make a mention of it, but apparently we're getting a live action Minecraft movie coming out. I don't know if anybody wants this. I don't even know if it's this is needs to exist, but I probably would watch it. But apparently this was something that Notch, who was the game's creator, confirmed back in 2014 and then i guess it kind of jumped back and forth had you know d- d- like directors fallen off and just recently the director was replaced and i guess that sort of reset the whole timeline well now we have confirmation that's on the minecraft website that says the game will be released on the 4th of 20 or march 4th of 2022 the movie and the movie the movie will be yes yeah. sorry and apparently it's a story about a teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers trying to stop an ender dragon before it destroys everything in the overworld. So cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's needed. I, I, this could be a total, it's a live action, which scares me. Weird. I think that's could be so weird, but then again, I guess a live action. I, I, I want to say that this is weirder than a live action Pokemon game, like movie. <laughs> that's like, true. Because at least you had people in pokemon like real people yeah in minecraft is, is this character boxy is she gonna like creepy box people like it could be very strange i i'm 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 scared to see what these look like if people are freaking out about sonic people are really gonna freak out when they see boxy real people well we got three years to wait so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean no we'll, we'll we'll wait for the first trailer Let's yeah say that now, I was talking about uh, stocks earlier, um, and uh, I was noticing I follow the Nintendo stock uh, on my Robinhood app, and I noticed a big spike, and I go, that's that's interesting, and Nintendo stock seems to be up 14 to 15%, and it would be off the news um, because Nintendo signed a contract with Tencent. You know Tencent? Oh, yeah. They basically run the entire game world in, in China. <laughs> Uh, and the biggest you know, tech and gaming company in China alone, they signed a partnership with Tencent Holding to start distributing the Nintendo Switch in China. Now, if you've ever followed the China game, not necessarily industry, but the release of consoles and software in China, it is crazy just due to piracy concerns and, and all these other things, often, uh, and, and also just the legality of the, the China market, they have to create special hardware, like they had the Q and all these other things that were specially branded, different partnerships, even just trying to get into China and sell it is complicated. So Tencent themselves will be the ones that will be um, selling a, a switch, the Switch itself and the software. So they'll start selling the Nintendo um, Switch bundle with new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe in mainland China, which is great. And it was it was uh, also very in, uh, intriguing on my trip because when I was in Singapore, I didn't see video games anywhere. When I was in Malaysia, mm-hmm. I didn't see them anywhere. I found one video game store in Vietnam, and that was it. I'm like, wow. do video games exist here? I'm I'm confused. <laughs> uh, and I did go in and kind of and, and kind of like saw, and it was just kind of normal game store, which was fine, and and the prices were very similar. Maybe that's why it doesn't do so good because it's expensive. But anyway, so so this led to a 14% surge in Nintendo stock price. Um, this hasn't 
uh, seen a spike this large since the Pokemon Go frenzy. And again, this is huge because if you think of the the gaming population in China, it's ginormous. So going in, they're thinking, how is Nintendo going to hit those sales numbers? They're going into China and they're going to sell them <laughs> like hot potatoes. And the um, senior strategist at the securities uh, company, Daiwei, uh, Hideyuki Ishiguro, he said, it's a huge gamer population and China is like a dry sponge for Nintendo to soak up. <laughs> So we're now starting to see a scenario for Switch sales to continue increasing and for earnings to growth. Now, China is the world's largest gaming market, but councils themselves account for only 2% of the entire industry revenue in 2018. So this means because you can't get them there. That's the thing. So they're thinking that Nintendo could see a 20 to 30% jump in Switch sales. Um, Of course, profit margins on both hardware and software will be lower due to revenue sharing with Tencent. But they got that in, could be good to go. We'll see how it goes. It's very exciting and wish Nintendo the best of luck, so. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it means, you know, better Switch sales, more support, the whole nine yards. Uh, I don't know, it'd be crazy. It's it's unfortunate that they need to have like this Trojan horse with Tencent to get them in there, but that could also be something where maybe there's like a, a timeline on it where it's like, all right, we'll give you this for two years. You get our foot in the door and then, you know, we're kind of on our own again. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the more numbers, the more switch is sold that it's only better for all people that have a switch. I think I agree. More support. Now there's going to be a new wave of Amiibo. I know you and I are huge Amiibo collectors. We got single numbers of them and most of them are you. You've got them. Three. I got three of them. You got three of them. Well, now there's three more that you can have, and they're all from the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate series. You got Pokemon Trainer, Pichu, and Isabel coming out. We get them actually behind Europe by a couple of days. Europe, it comes out on the 19th of July, and we get it on the 26th of July. There's no pre-orders at the moment. So once we hear more, we could tweet that out, and people can snatch those up. But right now, they're coming out. Just got to sit and wait. Just wait. You can't buy him yet. Are you getting Pichu? It's your favorite character. I mean, that's why I got you. No, I'm a I'm a Pikachu oh. fan. Thank you very oh. much. Oh, okay. I mean, thank I got, you. I got my Jiggly. I mean, we don't play the game, so you know. Yeah, which is something we're going to be talking about anyway. <laughs> but I, I've there's been so much excitement with this upcoming story, and we really don't contribute to it too much. So no. I wanted to jump in. We've got the big. Everybody's been waiting. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate new update. Joker has finally joined the battle. Oh my goodness! With a knife, he's, with a knife and a gun. I was, so gonna say, I was gonna say he's bringing knife and guns to the battle. Nobody's ready for this. They're they're throwing tomatoes and stuff, and he's got a knife and a gun. Or Jigglypuff, a, you're gonna pop Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just see like a balloon shoot off the map. Um, if anybody's not familiar, he is a Persona Five character. He also has a new stage, Mementos, with uh, different colors, different stuff different music happening in the background. We also have four more DLC characters still coming. So I I think a lot of people were just super happy with Joker, the the idea that Joker was even going to be a part of it. Um, We also get Me Fighter costume pack DLC. So you get Persona 5 Morgana hat, Persona 4 protagonist for Sword Fighter and Teddy hat. You get Persona 3 protagonist for Sword Fighter, Sonic, Tails, Gunner, Knuckles, Brawler, and uh, they're all 75 cents each. So you could just snatch all that 
good good stuff right up yeah i enjoyed that it was a weird costume pack because they're like all right they're just gonna do persona everything they're like yeah. persona four or five persona then they throw four. some sonic yeah they're like, oh, here's a little sonic and i was like yeah, gotcha I was, boom I was there's like, some sonic for you what about persona two and persona one i'm just saying nope no, nope. nope, nobody. Apparently, nobody cares about. It. Maybe they were Sonic was in those. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy the the Sonic uh, tails and knuckles costumes were pretty cool, uh, so I did like those a lot. But that's all paid stuff. You can buy that pack individually or get it in the ultimate combo thing for twenty five bucks, and you get all those other DLC characters. But there's a bunch of new stuff. I mean, this V three was not just this pack. There's a crap ton of content so much content that when this came out the next day it crashed all of nintendo servers all across the world and no one could get it. i didn't even bother updating uh yeah. you could not get the update the eShop crashed everything was down because people freaking love this game uh apparently so there's some new modes and some new content available so first things first stage builder there is a full baked stage builder where you draw on the screen your stages by hand which immediately led to the world <laughs> of members of body parts being all shared across the world because inside of here you can create them they can be moving they can be spinning they can be front layers back layers and there's a new custom stage because you can share these with the world through the switch and through the mobile app the mobile app got updated so immediately what people did is share very naughty things because Nintendo didn't screen anything. That's a bad idea. But you now think they would learn. People think are they would learn. people are getting takedowns. I read recently in a new article oh. that they are sending out emails and probably going to ban you if you keep doing it. But wow. I, I can confirm that there were not so nice things showing up on my Nintendo Switch. They're rocket ships. Oh. I'm just making rocket ships. Exploding rocket ships. So. <laughs> It's lasers, lasers out of this rocket ship. So this is very cool to me. Stage builder, the customization. If you're a really good artist, sort of um, putting these levels together, I think it's a great idea. And I, you know, it's cool because I start to see not only new levels, but people are creating mini games out of it where there's like propellers and like, how do you get out of it and do this craziness? And can you survive? But I've also seen not only um, not only custom stages and mini games, but people doing that red versus blue storytelling, mm. like someone created an entire Simpsons house or whatever and was doing like Simpsons uh, voiceovers of the characters. That's cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, so they have that. They also have a new video editor inside of there. So you can import your videos into a timeline. You can have background music. You can share those videos. Uh, now, there's this thing called the Smash World, which I was talking about. Uh, where you can share your stages and also custom me fighters. And of course, the application is there, it supports voice chat already. But when you open it up, there's finally a new Smash Bros icon next to Splatoon 2. And this is where you can, from the app, download that stuff to your Switch. It's kind of cool. I, I, yeah, if you're bored, you can just open up the app. It, it's very responsive, boots very quick. Hashtag built with Xamarin, and um, <laughs> uh, it, it's very nice and it has some of my software in there. So, so I think that's really cool. You can also uh, check your game notifications on the go and at the same time create new spirit teams. So, if you're really into the spirits, these are all things that you and I love, Michael. Yeah, spirit, let's hear it. Yeah, um, yeah, no. I think this is, I, 
I'm happy that they're finally using the app yeah. for this. I think that's awesome. I love that you can create the spirit teams. I love that you can download and sort and go through all of the levels with the app. I think all of this is fantastic. I won't play any of it because I'm done with the game, but I think it's very cool. I, I'm so happy they're finally giving us a, a reason to use the app, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody's using it for chat. That's n- just to throw that out that nobody's going to use a stupid app for, for chat. But this is going to add value to your app. This is what people are going to use it for. What if people are using the chat? Do you think people are using it? I don't. I, Has anybody actually even said if people use it? I, I always never hear people use it. I'm, I'm, you know, we're not the, maybe we're not the target market for it. Yeah, maybe. But it's there. We'll have to look into it. I mean, I'm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people use it, but I, I'm glad. Maybe we should use the chat because it, we, can't, we can't do chat on Fortnite. Maybe we could do it with your phone. Mm. We have to just try it now next time. That's a good idea. This is a million dollar idea. <laughs> million dollar idea. Very cool. That's our, uh, that's our, that's to me, it's yeah. very cool. What a great update. Great update. I yeah. also en- so, I enjoyed how they put it out, which was everyone thought that there was going to be this megaton on the 15th of Reggie's retire date. Mm. Nothing, of course. And then on the no. 16th, boom, out of the blue. And then boom, the next day it's there. Cool. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I like I that's I love when they just say, OK, here's the announcement. And now you're good. There you're done. Go. You're good. Uh, another game that we're getting. And I'm actually I'm starting to kind of kind of come around on this. I'm kind of getting excited for this, but Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order launches July 19th. There was a tweet from uh, Nintendo of Europe on this. I, I'm kind of ready for this. It's an exclusive to the Switch, so I'm excited to support that. But the more I see in the little bit, I mean, obviously all the stuff with Endgame coming out and like, you just, I'm just getting excited. It's, it's summer. This feels like a summer game. Like you just kind of pump for summer and video games and superheroes. And I, I'm kind of I'm kind of ready for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I, I do wish that there was online. Oh, it does say play online. OK, no, I was I went yeah. to the website and there's no thing on the bottom, but it, it does say officially play online, offline with local wireless, everything like that. So. I'm buying it. This I'm in. Good. I'm in. Yeah. Team Ninja. This could be a fun one for us to battle together mm-hmm. on. You know what? Co-op games like this. And I've played the original Ultimate Alliance. They're very fun games. And yeah. you know what I'm seeing Thursday night at midnight? What? Endgame. 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 Oh, boy. Now, I did not see. Oh, my stuff. I did not see Captain Marvel. Stop it. You did. Do I need to? Well, oh, OK. Uh, no, no. I was thinking you didn't see the one before this, oh, no. like where and like, I was going to say what you're talking about or or better yet. You were like, I haven't seen any of them, but I figured what am I really missing? I'm going to just go see. Game. Here, here's my problem so far with Ultimate Alliance three, the Black Order, mm-hmm. is that the box art, which they've released now. Why is Wolverine like? Number one, like, whoa, X-Men. No one cares about the X-Men. Why is he? Because he's Wolverine. He's Wolverine. No, this makes I don't know. no sense. Who would be maybe, your number one? Who's maybe your number he's, one? I really do like Wolverine. But I would say, I mean, there's a lot of characters. There's so many characters that I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. But if we're looking at, like, I don't like yellow costume Wolverine. I like Hugh Jackman, like normal guy Wolverine. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was that movie so, called? The, um, the, the one where he was Wolverine, but it was just his name. 
Oh, Logan. Logan. Yeah, Logan. And that's just like he just gave up on life and Logan. So it's like that I can relate. I can relate to that guy. He's older. He's tired. Like <laughs> so maybe I can he's just like this older superhero. Yep. I I mean I love the Marvel universe. So any of these I'd be happy to play as. I mean, I think that Iron Man is is always going to be a fun one to play. Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm excited to try them all. Spider-Man's always fun to Black play Widow. as like you just got your webs all up in there. You're just going crazy. I'm like, Captain America all the way. Uh, wow. Captain America. Look, he's got I don't a shield. know. I d- American shield. Yeah, he's got a shield, but I think Spider-Man's more, would be more fun now, to play. World War II Captain America. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know we could pick time. I guess if I pick, if I could pick Logan, <laughs> Wolverine, you can pick World War II uh, Captain. Oh, so I guess that's a lot. I cannot wait for this game. We're going to pick it up and we'll be streaming that all over the place. Now, yeah, yeah. moving on to our last news article beside, before Rumor Mill, and I have it in my hands as we speak. Nintendo Labo oh, boy. VR <laughs> is crushing it across the globe reviews have come out i've watched all of them i have the starter pack i picked it up blast starter set plus blaster which i've not opened yet it takes three hours to put together oh yeah can i hire a task rabbit oh. <laughs> yeah i gotta you gotta get task rabbit and i just have a vr to put together can you come over and do this for me uh, it was apparently crushing it the 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 latest charts from japan have come out and it debuted at second place uh, selling nearly 26,000, which is great, right behind Earth Defense Force, classic Earth Defense Force. If you ever play those games, are ridiculous. Uh, and, and honestly, looking at the top 10, here's the breakdown. Eight of the eight of the top 10 games are crushing it in, in Japan, so I'll run it down. Uh, first was Nintendo Labo Toy-Count VR kit, the full thing. Um, then Final Fantasy X, X, II, HD Remix, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, Yoshi's Crafted World, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Number seven was a PlayStation 4 game, Sir Kiro, Shadows Die Twice from, from, from Software. Minecraft for Nintendo Switch, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and then Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, crushing it all over the place. Ridiculous. And Nintendo Switch is on top yet again, selling nearly 10, nine times the amount, or no, I would say five, that's 10, five to six times the amount of PlayStation 4, because there's PS4 and PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Switch 54,000 units shifted compared to 11,000 for PS4, about, what is that, 3,000 for 3DS and 2DS, then Vita and Xbox One, clocking it in with about 70 units sold. Now, I will say, I could not find a single Xbox anywhere when I was in, in, in Asia. So it is it is more of a U.S. European thing in general. And that's kind of how it goes. But that's it. That's what we got. Oh, we have so much news, Michael. Geez, so much news. Let's break this down. So quick. much news. So the next thing that we get to talk about is that Capcom has they, they had a tweet that went out teasing something. And then we found out there is a new giant home arcade thing arcade like home arcade like real arcade big joysticks and buttons arcade legit that is legit arcade featuring 16 in the words best capcom titles that have ever existed and there's alien vs predator i mean there's a ton of them there's final fight ghouls and ghosts there's mega man there's so many different games already coming in this one thing that i thought was funny and i had to I had to mention it because of the way it's like written and 
you must be a total geek to be really into this. this important. I had no, yeah. yeah, I had no idea this was a thing. But this has competition class Sanwat JLF dash TP dash eight YT sticks with eight way GTY directional gates and OBSF buttons for the finest precision response times and durability. Hello, this thing is legit. None of that was even English to me. I thought it was like, what? This is on another level. I'm, I've got a drifting Joy-Con and these guys are talking about eight-way GTY directional gates. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. But this has built-in Wi-Fi. It also connects with HDMI uh, cables, you're gonna have all this built into this giant. You need a you need a uh, an iron reinforced table to hold it because it's huge, but it looks amazing. I kind of wish it was just like an oval, not like weird for the name. But I think this is gonna be fun if if you're a fan of this stuff. This is a must must get. This one, I don't know if they announced the pricing for it at all. I, I didn't. Seven million dollars. Seven billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it is really cool. I'm honestly surprised that they only put. Street Fighter 2 hyper fighting on here. There's not that many fighting. There's Final Fight, yes, and Echo Fighters. However, I mean, I'm I am puzzled as to why there's not more Street Fighter games on here. This seems like the perfect with those Sanwa JLFTP 8YT sticks. It is perfect for Street Fighter. Now, if I asked my friend Ben, he would tell probably tell me if those were the good good ones or not. He's a he'd be like jlftp 9 yt they really cheaped Duh. out on this yeah. one <laughs> so, now there is some controversy over this already because it is um provided by fb alpha is the emulation software for the roms there's mixed reports whether you know that is that has a license that it's open source but you can't profit off of it but then they did say there's an a, agreement off of it there's some some things going on there unsure i'm sure it won't matter anyways it'll come out i think i think it came out that everything was smoothed Smooth. over there's just some miscommunication but yes there like many things there's a lot of copyright involved with any games like that you know and this the emulation software you know, it's built by the community it's not built by the companies and we saw that with the playstation uh, and and the switch i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that you know we saw that with the playstation mini micro thing which is now on sale for about a dollar even in vietnam by the way you just get it for like a dollar um the official one and like no one wants it and but there was controversy over that and and it, it was not their own software so you know they're not putting the original board in here but this is a cool design i, I do wish it didn't say capcom it's a little strange yeah it's a little cheesy looking yeah. but I, like i like the, the like the tabletops aspect of it but it's just a little yeah cheesy <laughs> and to cap it off before we get into the best sellers why oh. not why not come up with yet another rumor from the rumor mill from our good friends over in and Japan, the Nikkei newspaper, which is uh, pretty accurate, they are trying to confirm a rumor that a cheaper version, if you've heard this before, of the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch may be released this fall, according to Nikkei. They said that the device is to be smaller and geared around portable play, but they are saying that it will still retain the ability to hook up to the television and that we won't see a pro version until later. Cool. Cool. Great. I think... We talk about this because we feel obligated because that's the rumors that are happening. But you and I, how's it get smaller? On a, on a personal level, are just so sick of hearing this stupid rumor where we just Nintendo just give us. A, I think at E three we're going to hear something official. Yeah, but 
that's what we care about. I don't need smaller. Like I don't, yeah. I'm so happy with the, what we got. I th- I'm intrigued by a pro version, but I don't need you can, uh, you, a, a smaller. You can, you, how do you even make it smaller if it's going to dock? Mm. in the dock yeah you can't make it yeah, smaller it's just kind of like fit kind of like janky in there and so i, w- I read something Turn somebody had a great uh, yeah <laughs> somebody had a great point they said they they the joy cons like i'm i'm experiencing it actually and i may do a, a thing where i try to fix it but i'm getting drift on my left one mm. pretty bad sometimes like to the point where i almost can't play it if you have it built as an all-in-one and they still haven't nailed down that problem would just need a new switch now. Like at least in this case, I could take off the joy con and replace it or maybe fix it or something. But I'm now I'm nervous at the idea of an all in one built unit because did they nail down the hardware? Like they need to figure out whatever is causing that problem because I don't think it was necessarily a big issue with the DS and all the other line that had the same stuff. I, I, something's going on there. They need to fix that before I can even, consider a built joint like an all-in-one unit yeah so well let's get to the best sellers we have a bunch of great stuff to talk about like every week we run down the top 10 and in the number one spot we have cuphead followed by enter the gungeon phoenix Wright ace attorney trilogy katana zero final fantasy 7 diablo 3 Minecraft, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster, and rounding out the top 10 is my time at Porsche. And then like we do every single week, we like to just give a little shout out to those games that are new. Eh, couldn't quite make that top 10 though, but they did break into the top 30. We have Hellblade in 17, Mortal Kombat 2, which is pre-purchase, 11. or Mortal Kombat 11, which is pre-purchase, that is in 18 spot, and Reigns Game of Thrones is in the 26th spot. Bunch of good stuff in there. Really shook up the top 10, actually. Yeah. That's per- that's the newest we've seen it in a long time. I think so. And, you know, this is great to see. I think Enter the Gungeon, obviously, is on sale, so that's really great to see. Katana Zero, I'm hearing good things about. Uh, I mm. think next week is also going to be some movers and shakers uh, up in there. I just did purchase off the eShop Dynamite Fishing World Games 9 cents, so we're going to see that. 99% off. So we're going to see that jump up because who doesn't want that? Uh, is that the the fun, more arcade one? Is that the, or is that like a kind of real, think, supposed to be real one? I don't know. I think it might be a, I don't know. I just bought it. it I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look. Cause there was, there was one that we talked about a while back and it was, it was not real looking. So that made it actually the best of all of them. It was yeah. kind of like cartoony, but like fishing. I, I believe it's I believe it's that one, yeah. Because it's okay, I'll have to dynamite look. fishing. And if you look in the best sellers, it is gonna shoot up already um hmm. in the list. Now it's funny that you, you call it my time at Porsche. I always thought it was Portia. That's how it's spelled. Oh, I'm I think it's Porsche. I think it's Porsche. Oh, right, so this it could is, be Portia. I it sounds fancy. My time at Portia. Portia. Yeah, so th- so this game is <laughs> this game is like where you like shoot at the fish. You throw, oh geez, you, yeah, you throw, that's a different one, man. Yeah, I think this was on. <laughs> I think I played on mobile. Actually, I think so too. Anyways, yeah. ten, oh, ten cents with tax. So you know, that's fun. It's a fun game. I played on mobile for ten cents. I wouldn't pay like fifteen cents more. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. I'm capped at ten cents. No, no, no. You're not getting me for fifteen cents. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> All right. Well, let us break down the new releases stuff that you can get your hands on. 
Uh, you like to break down retail release first. You can get them both in retail and uh, digital. But just in case you're heading out to the stores, to the best buys and the GameStops of the world, on April 23rd, you can pick up Dragon's Dogma for 30 bones, which I'm pretty sure you can get on Steam for about a dollar. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, which we talked about, uh, coming out for $60, physical and retail. And on April 26th, Ugly Dolls, an imperfect adventure. If you love ugly dolls, those little stuffed cuties out there, you can get this beautiful up to two-player game. And now what I'm noticing on the Nintendo website is sometimes they put the ROM file size on there randomly, and this one's 900. You can download 963 megabytes right to your Switch and get this beautiful it's actually a 3D, 2D adventure. If you got kids, it might be worth it. However, it is 40 bones. So you know what mm. you got to do. Maybe they do that because if it's of a certain size, they want you to be aware. Like, you are you know what? This is a commitment. commitment. If you don't have a SD card in yeah. there. So as far as downloads, digital downloads, on April 23rd, we have Beyond Enemy Lines Covert Operations for $14. On the 24th, we have SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh for $25. Agalos for $15. And Deponia for $40. On the 25th, we have Lost King's Lullaby for $10, Death Coming for $7, Moro <laughs> Chronicle for $20, Type Rider for $3, Vandals for $4, Homo Machina for $3. On the 26th, we have Box Boy and Box Girl for $10, Super Blood Hockey for $15, and then on the 27th, we end it with Goat Punks. For ten dollars. Now let's go back. What stood out? As we said before, we liked a lot actually from this this list. Yeah. Now I'm not a big Mortal Kombat fan, but I want to point out that I think it's important that this game is coming to the Switch in full force, and it seems to be relatively popular by being already in the 18th spot uh, for pre-purchase. So I'm not a Mortal Kombat or fighting person. I already got my Smash Bros. But I did want to point out that that is one that is is on my list just to see. I wish I had a download demo just so I could test it out. But are yeah. you a Mortal Kombat person? No, I was never a big Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat was same line, like same time period when I was big into maybe more of like a Tekken as opposed to Mortal Kombat or like a Street Fighter as opposed to Mortal Kombat. But it does seem like with Eleven and probably with some of the others, but more so with this one, they really upped. Like they're in on the joke and like campy and making it more like that. And I, I like I like that direction a lot more. It's still super violent and, you know, you got heads and body parts being ripped off. But they're they're doing it in a way where it's like, OK, we're not taking ourselves serious. And I think they did start that way. Originally, they were like, oh, we're just the toughest fighter. And now they're just kind of making a joke about it all. And I can I like, I appreciate that. I gave this one a check as well, which to me is a wish list thing. $60. I'm not going to buy it for 60, but I'm just not a big enough of a fan, yeah. but I'm excited that it's coming out on the switch. I think it's exclusive to, to the switch. Is that right? I, no. I, I, I don't think no. so, but I thought I heard something about that. I think maybe people were just amazed. It was even coming to the switch is maybe what it was, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I will keep an eye on it. It's just not a, 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 not, a not a must buy for me right off. The yeah, bat. there's a few games being published by Art. I'm going to call them Arte Experience. There are three games. One is Vandals Type Writer, Type Colon Writer, and Homo Machina, um, which you mentioned. So these are all three to four dollar games. I was interested in Vandals. This is a turn based mm -hmm. 
infiltration game where you're trying to um, like spray paint and and sneak and vandalize the city. And you go from Paris and Tokyo and Sao Paulo and Berlin, like all over the world. Um, and you're, you're kind of um, following in the wake of this, this very famous street artist. So it's turn-based. So you're trying to go out and you're kind of infiltrating, be sneaky and things like that. And this game, uh, it just seemed to have like a really cool art style. And for $4, I thought that's nice. I, I didn't, really check out the reviews too much on you know steam or whatever but uh, of the games that we're looking i thought this one looked relatively interesting um for a few bucks yeah i'm actually so i i did mark this one as well i really think this is interesting i'd probably pick it up it's it's really well priced i think it looks beautiful vandals i think looks beautiful um and as you mentioned i also marked uh, Homo Machina as well. And the way they explain this is it's a puzzle game inspired by the work of avant-garde scientist Fritz Kahn set off on a crazy journey to solve the surreal puzzles of Homo Machina and learn about the internal workings of the human body represented as a gigantic 1920s factory. So it's like it's crazy. you're working through the body and it's like, you know, the eye has glass and it's like you're looking out through a window and it looks crazy it looks beautiful i'm really interested in it i don't really know what you're doing in the game but for three dollars it it looks like something that's just worth checking out for sure yeah and each of these games are on mobile so but Mm. they are paid on mobile and they're about the same price three to four dollars so yeah so i would buy it on switch for me In, Mm. in my mind if you're not over if i'm not paying the switch tax I would prefer it on the Switch, though. Yeah, and they all have the case. four and a half star ratings. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, another one that I marked that I felt like, I mean, I kind of have to check out at least is Type Rider. It's another $3 game. This is a typographical odyssey now tell me as a designer i have to look into a game that has garamond in the in the like screen it's got futura it's got helvetica like these are these are words that just say michael you have to buy this it says immerse yourself in this fascinating and unique experience to uncover the history and secrets of fonts and characters Tell me that doesn't sound amazing. I don't know what this game even does, but I'm going to I'm going to get it. You have to you have to. You have to. I, I mean, don't even have a choice. I don't even want it, but I have to get it. it. It's it when you become a designer, this is the kind of crap you have to buy. It's just the way it works. All right. So let's be honest. What I care about the most is Box Boy, Box Girl coming out. Demo available. We'll talk about it later. I played Box Boy for a long time on my um, on my my 2DS and 3DS. This one is now a two-player adventure. It's only 543 megs on your system. Over 270 puzzle games. Now, this is cool because you play as a little tiny box. And the unique part about Box Boy, Box Girl, besides being multiplayer, but Box Boy in general, is that you're a little box and you have the ability to replicate yourself to go through the puzzles. So you can sort of create block bridges, if you will, to help you navigate through the world. So we both played the demo and we'll talk about it more. $9.99, um, kind of a, a steal for me. Yeah. 
I've got another one that I'm excited for. It's called Death Coming. This is a $7. All the games were like very reasonably priced. Yeah. This one looks really, really interesting. I'm hoping it's it, it's good. I would like a demo, maybe. I liked the concept of it. So it's a non-linear puzzle game where you are the Grim Reaper, and your main goal is to basically get people to die so that you can get their souls and it shows like different settings so one of them is in a factory with a lot of you know factory stuff heavy things and whirling fans and one's on a ship so my my thinking is you're trying to manipulate the puzzle in a way that these people somehow meet their untimely demise and that sounds like a lot of fun to me and you get trophies based on probably how many you can get to off themselves so i'm i'm kind of into this for seven dollars it looks really kind of fun and and i like the idea of this puzzle this is a a cool puzzle game yeah i agree and the last one we both had marked is lost king's lullaby which is a roguelike because we love roguelikes with rpg Mm. elements but it's set in a celtic uh, tone uh you play as kiara um, in this, in this adventure, exploring maze, like procedurally generated worlds. Cause you know, there's nothing more than what Michael and I like as a roguelike with procedurally generated worlds, but you, you, you kind of battle through this. I like the turn-based, uh, battle of it. It reminded me of a few other games that I had played where you kind of get into a battle sequence and you're, you're, you have your HP and your MP and you're battling side by side. So you're not actually doing the battling per se, but you're kind of in this off off-world battle and it had a really cool graphic style kind of caught my eye more than anything so it looks very cool yeah i think it's beautiful kind of storybook yeah. looking that's kind of what it reminded me of and then the last one the pick of the week for me obviously i've been talking about it for like seven months is steamworld quest hand of gilgamech for 25 dollars. everybody knows i love steamworld dig steamworld dig 2 steamworld heist i love the guys over at image and form what they're doing i like this whole world that they've created these are this is like a role playing card game. Um, it, it's 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 right in well, my alley. I mean, there's nothing more to say here. I, I'm really excited about it. It's got some deck building elements. It's got some RPG stuff, and you're leveling up and you're using spells. I mean, it's all it's just all wonderful. So that's that's gonna be my pick. Twenty five dollars. Sounds like a huge snooze fest. Have fun with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> any as soon as you say card battling I'm like, yeah. yeah you're out you're checked out i got you i hear you. it's not for everyone no. but uh that, that's that's it that's that's it so now we get to everybody's favorite segment in the show what you playing well, you want to start with box boy box girl we talked about it a little bit we yeah played the demo yeah. we did both play the demo we got what was the demo so it's like world one and it's like seven or eight levels i guess is what they would be called right very introductory Yes, yes. No co-op, nothing like that. You're just kind of learning the moves, learning what Box Boy can do. I would assume that's all of his skill set is what you get in that tutorial. You think it expands beyond that? It does expand beyond that, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it gives you a little bit then of what Box Boy can do. I, I For me, Box Boy, when I was looking at Box Boy, I never played Box Boy, but Box Boy and Box Girl, I was kind of like, I, I don't really care about this too much. I, I'm still not entirely convinced that I care a lot after the fact. Um, but I do think it would be a ton of fun for co-op. Yeah. 
I think it would be a ton of fun and end uh, relationships possibly for co-op actually. Cause it, you know, you got to really, it's, it's legitimate co-op, not like, Oh, we're playing against or like yeah. you're shooting over there. I'm shooting over here and whoever it's, I need you. Hey, get, stop going doing that. Get over here so I can get up there and I can see where that would be a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I started to look at the, the multiplayer a little bit more and you choose your adventure. If you want to play solo or want to play co-op in the beginning, of this demo, so I believe the demo you can do co-op uh, too. So it's probably reminiscent of Snipper Clips, maybe not as as relationship ending as Snipper Clips, but uh, or or Overcooked. That that's that, that's a relationship killer is Overcooked. Um, so, but I, I'm I am for it. I will say though, I am a bit disappointed by the graphics, which is weird, being that it's all boxes. But I thought that the sprites for the grass and for some of the other aspects of it could have been snazzed up a little bit. When it was on the the DS, it's a lot smaller and it was all sort of more black and white. It wasn't, it's just smaller screens. So when I was playing on my Switch, I was a little bit disappointed. That doesn't necessarily take away from the gameplay, but I thought, you know, you could have amped it up a little bit on the texture sheet, but there's that. That's funny because I went into it expecting less. Mm. It was actually kind of pleasantly surprised there was anything happening in the background. Like I was literally expecting black, white, you're just moving through. Like I didn't, I was, I was actually surprised there was any sort of texture at all. So you're coming at it thinking, oh, this should have been upgraded more. And I'm, saw some of the photos and stuff and they don't show you i think something happens in the world kind of goes dark and my guess is that's the story you're trying to fix something but it from everything i had seen was very black and white and it does seem in the the trailer we got were like hints of color here mm-hmm. and there yeah um so yeah overall i thought it was a it's a cute game something i could definitely see fun with with co-op how about you? You got a bunch of stuff this uh, this week. So I on the on the travel, I took my 3ds with me. I didn't want to bring my Switch with me just because we were traveling around and weight requirements and things. But I busted out my new Nintendo 3ds, normal size, not Excel, and I downloaded a bunch of demos because we a lot of games had come out and a lot of them had demos on the eShop. So I downloaded Horror Stories, which was that little game where you have to run around and try not to get captured. That game was pretty weird and fun you sort of creep around this house and set up traps while sort of a serial killer is trying to kill you it's pretty uh pretty pretty intense but it was a fun demo playthrough there's that's all you need to play it's very rudimentary but more importantly i played both kirby's planet roboto and kirby's extra epic yarn demos these games phenomenal phenomenal Uh, And they're completely different games. So Kirby's extra yarn, extra epic yarn is in the is in the tone of that Yoshi's game where you're a yarn Kirby. This also came out on the 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 Wii U a long time ago, and it is simply spectacular. The game plays beautifully. It's so cute. Uh, The 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 puzzles are more challenging. Um, I, I, I cannot say enough positive things about this game. Just playing the demo. I wanted to buy it right away. I wish it was on my switch, but they'll probably do a deluxe extra bonus, but Mm -hmm. totally amazing. Whereas the Roboto game, completely different, more of your classic Kirby game where you're sucking up enemies, doing things like that in in 3D. But the difference here is that there are these parts of this level where you're in Planet Roboto, Robobot, I guess I would say is there, is you get to go into this crazy, huge mech 
and you and each <laughs> of your mechs adapt the ability of the different characters. So you might have this huge sword. It might be flame throwing, and you're like just destroying everything. And man, it was a blast. Like it was That's cool, really cool, great demo. Re- very very into it. I mean, uh, I-, I thought it was so, so totally cool. different than the demo we played on Switch. Yeah, like polar opposites of that demo. No, the, these are the this is the Kirby games that I want. I mean. Yeah, this game is good. It's super good uh, in general. So those are the demos I played. So I figured we'd get the demos out of the way. But yeah, I wanted to buy them. I was like, oh, these games are great. So positive. Okay. Yeah. So I played a couple more demos. I did get into Out There, the Alliance. I talked about this a a couple weeks ago, and it it reminds me very much. It's another roguelike. You're playing through some sort of base. You're making decisions. You're doing what you can, trying to manage some of your resources so you don't run out of gas or whatever and drift off into space. It reminds me a lot of FTL. Mm. Very, very similar sort of side-scrolly looking at the ship, kind of that look. But I don't get the impression... And again, it's a demo, but from what I could see, I don't get the impression there's combat. So you don't have people jumping on your ship and you're trying to maintain that element of it. It's more resources. And from what I read in the description, building relationships. Mm. So you need alliances to help you, hence the name. You need these people to help you so that you don't run out of fuel or run out of resources. Mm. And it, it, it does seem like it's a lot of... Uh, if you ever played Mass Effect, you would go with these planets and you had to like basically scan the planet for resources. That's kind of what you do in this. Mm. You you jump into a location, just like FTL, and oh, there's a planet here or there's a ship here. What do you want to do? You make your decision and then you can scan something and manage your resource. And it's cool. I, I mean, I liked it. I played through it a couple of different times. Um, I, I, think it, I think it looks and plays really well. It's, I think... $14 on the Switch, $15 on the Switch. It's like $2 if you buy the mobile version. Oh, yeah. Same game. Uh, and I liked FTL a lot. I love the music of it. I loved everything about it, but I don't ever really play it. So to me, this would be another similar thing like that where if I were to get it, I would personally probably get it on my phone because I'm not going to commit that much time to it. It did play well. It did look great. I just don't know if it's for me, but if you like those types of games, definitely check it out. The other one I did was Airfield Mania. I was going to download that. Played. I was going to download that. Yeah. Oh, you should. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you've played it on your phone, it's a better experience. Uh-huh. But I will say Airfield Mania, they think they're still on a phone because I could not do anything other than touchscreen. It doesn't have any other functionality built in. I didn't try it docked because I think that would. I'm, I'm hoping it's not just like handheld mode only, but it very well could be. And you only get 90 seconds of playtime. It's one, one way to do it. That's one way to do it. So like you literally have 90 seconds. You're like, all right, I'm just starting to get the hang of this. That's it. So if you've played any of these airfield games where basically, you know, you're creating the path and the plane has to land or the helicopter has to land or whatever, you're trying to avoid them from hitting each other. So they follow the path that you make. That's this game. It seems like touchscreen only is the only way you would be able to play a game like that. There's no other controls right down to the menu, which that drives me crazy. Even if the game plays touchscreen, I understand, but you literally have to touch the screen for the menus and to like yeah. do anything else. Yeah. Oh, I just hate that. Hmm. I hate that. So what about other real games, full games have you been playing? So yeah, I'm, I'm of course getting ready to jump back into my Switch. I, I think we had talked about me beating Ape out a while ago, but I'm getting back to get into Travis Strikes again. 
my Fortnite, my Turok, beat that down. But I was still on my 3DS train and I didn't want to just play my uh, demos that I had downloaded. I wanted to play some real full games. And there was a game I've been wanting to play for a year, if not more, that I owned already, which was Metroid Samus Returns, getting on the hype train for Metroid Prime 4, which will never come out. Um, and I had it <laughs> and I had started it and I played just a little tiny bit of it. And I said, I'm going to get back into this. And I've now put in maybe 15-ish hours into the game. I believe I'm 25 to 30% way through it. This game, I'm playing on normal difficulty, but this game, the gameplay is not necessarily super challenging on normal. The problem is that it's a Metroid game, which means that it's all exploratory, trying to find paths, trying to get in and out. And man, I am just old and I can't figure out anything anymore. So I'm going to have to watch videos and I just bought on eBay, like the, the Prima guide or whatever. I'm like, I need a walkthrough of this thing because you need to unlock the different health packs, all this stuff. But this game is phenomenal. I mean, I really enjoyed it, even in my frustration of exploring. There is a lot of backtracking, though. You're just backtracking all day, every day. There are portals you can get around to, but it's a classic Metroid game for uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Uh, it's really, really good. I mean, the, the, the 3D is really good. It's good without 3D. The sound is great. The graphics are great. Uh, if you like Metroid, it's... It's a freaking great game. Like it's really Sweet. good. I I had a blast. I played it so much that I was getting 3DS cramp. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've only heard great things about it. I mean, let's get a port of that sweet game on Switch. I don't even know. Could it even be on Switch? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's get a port of that thing then. Uh, So for me, I have a couple actual games that I bought. Reigns, Game of Thrones version. I've played Reigns. Uh, before, uh, but ne- never the Game of Thrones. So it was kind of fun to kind of jump back into it. I'm terrible. I always make the wrong choice. I'd be a terrible king. Uh, I should never be on the Iron Throne, apparently. But it's 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 sort of like story driven where you make a, a, a black or white decision. Mm-hmm. So somebody will come to you and say, here's the situation. OK, off with their head or let's talk it out or whatever. And then that goes on its own path and it eventually it leads to me uh being eaten by a dragon and never uh to to rule again so it's very fun it's very cheap i think it was like two bucks maybe but if you like games like that if you like any sort of story driven based game very simple you could just sit there and just kind of swipe one way or the other it's it's really well done um a lot of fun then I downloaded Dawn of Survivors. This is another like $2 game. And I had mentioned before when I, I think last week when it was coming out, this reminded me a lot of a mobile game I was playing last day on Earth. The last day on mm. Earth is sort of this isometric, like you're running from zombies, you're collecting resources, you're building a shelter and you're exploring other people, other actual players. You're going to their bases and like raiding if they don't have defenses up, you can raid what they've collected mm. and build better gear. But you start running into that pay wall where you have to like, oh, if you want to get there, it takes you, you know, 24 hours to walk or you could pay X and be there mm. right away. And I eventually just kind of, I don't know, I just got sick of it because I, I was getting to a point where I was doing a lot of stuff and I'm trying to get into a certain base and you know, you're, you it takes you three days to do that. Well, this came out. It's exactly, exactly the same game. It's very, very crazy how 
much it's the same game. Controls very well, looks very good for what it is. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any like in-app purchases or anything that I've run into yet where I feel any need to do that. I've only put in maybe a couple hours though. Um, very, very much the same game. You're crafting, you're trying to survive. You're potentially going to run into other survivors, like real yeah. players, which I like. So I'm, for a couple bucks, it's worth it. I'm on the, the page. It's what I was doing on my Switch here. I'm looking at it. And this one says that the Nintendo Switch online subscription is required. Yeah, because so, yeah, you, you have you're to online. you have to have it, mm. uh, and it does require you to create an account with this game. Now, oh. when I, I think when I was looking it up initially, when I was talking about it, the company that developed this they do mobile games, but this is a Switch exclusive, at least what it seems on their website. There's no other iOS or Android app icons or anything like that. They have other apps games they've made. This seems like it's made for the Switch. And uh, so far, it's it's pretty good. I, I haven't come across anybody yet where I did do that in mobile. Where like you literally be just collecting stuff and somebody will come running by and either try to attack you or not. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if I have that experience on there because I know you do log into servers every time you jump on. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I should buy uh, it. Or maybe I should buy I mean, it. Yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it, it's pretty well done and it's only a couple bucks. Hmm. So the next one, speaking of card games, I did download Warhammer Age of Sigmar. That's free with definite in-game purchases, <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Nothing that I've seen. I've only gone through the tutorial just to learn about it. it. If you like magic, if you like Hearthstone, it's more of that. You know, it's card-based battling, tabletop replica type game. There's some interesting mechanic where you're turning it. Uh, and in each turn, like some cards you'll put down and you get one turn that does a certain amount of damage. You get another turn, another turn, and then those eventually it, it's exhausted and it goes off the board. That's interesting. It's different than magic where you put mm. a card down, mm. you know, you turn it for your round, you use the card that you can turn it back and keep using it until it's taken out. This, you got very limited amount of time from what it seems. So that that's cool. I'll probably play that a little bit more. And then last but not least for me is my time at Porsche. I finally got it. I've been so excited for this game for months now, it seems like. Think Stardew Valley in 3D. You've got a perfect example of this game. And I'm holy worried. goodness. I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't know oh. what you're going to say. Oh. So, all right. The good. It's it's I, There's so much potential. So much potential. The bad. Oh, the load times, man. This thing uh. has load times for days. If we thought Little Nightmares had load times... This is big nightmares because they are about five times longer. I think I when I initially started, I, I started the game. I'm pretty sure I went and got coffee. I took the dog for a walk. I repainted the house and then I could make my character. Oh, no. It's it's not done. It's that's the only way I can put it. It's not done. It, uh. it feels like they either were never done with the game. And it, I know it came out on Steam first. And then they decided to port it and maybe somewhere in that port, like somewhere in Lost in Translation, we didn't get it all. Something's off. It's not done. There's a ton. I will say I don't regret the purchase. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, you know, like I want my money back because I, I, there's a lot. It's there. It's, it's there. They just need to do some optimization so that you're not waiting to open. You open a chest. Five minutes. It's like, it's just like it. 
<laughs> and the game's like, oh, what? I, I opened a menu. Why is it stopping? I don't understand what it's doing. So there's something wrong. They need to fix it. I know on the day it came out, they did do an update that apparently helped a lot of people. But I still think that it's at a point where you would probably become more frustrated than enjoy it. And that's a shame because there's a lot to enjoy. So just let it wait, let it simmer, let them get things sorted out. And then I think people would really enjoy this game. I'm going to call this episode Nightmares in Portia. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, man, that that's a shame. I, I have a buddy that was a Kickstarter backer. I think that he got the Switch version. I'll have to double check because I'm curious if the other versions run into the same issue because Little Nightmares was a case that other systems had longer load times, but not to the extent of the Switch. And that, to me, I really enjoyed that game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a little unbearable. Yeah. Too much. Oh, oh my goodness. A lot of games. This is the longest podcast we've ever done. And I'm pretty sure Game of Thrones is about to start for you. So we should probably get out of here. Uh, time to a, go. Time to go. I have know nothing about Game <laughs> of Thrones, but you sound excited. You bought the whole Game of Thrones game, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Reigns Game of Thrones. Yeah. So and, I mean, I'm ready. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. You can of course watch us live on Sundays at Twitch.tv/slash Nintendo Dispatch. You can find us at NintendoDispatch.com. I will attempt not to leave the country for weeks upon weeks on end. So you can hear both myself at James Montemagno and at MS Revent every single week here on the Nintendo Dispatch Podcast. We would love it if you would uh, give us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this, and tell your friends about it. So you got a Switch, you're hanging out, you're playing, wait, waiting for my time at Porsche to load. Hey, just be like, hey, <laughs> five minutes, you can tell five, at least five friends. Uh, and, and you know, if they're on, check this out, even better. If you are doing voice chat, on the Nintendo Switch Online, they're already on their phone. They can just subscribe to the podcast. Go do that. Check us out. Nintendo Dispatch everywhere at Dispatch Podcast on the Twitters. That's going to do it for this week on Nintendo Dispatch. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>